Welcome to the Cine Siblings podcast, season one wrap up. I'm Ian. I'm Jane. And today we're just going to talk about 2020. Our season one is complete with our Disney movie draft with our nephew Troy. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. Um, but yeah, we're just going to talk about films. 2020 and TV shows in 2020 for the first time ever. A lot of quarantining going on in 2020. So lots of television shows to watch, lots of TV, Netflix, and Prime, HBO Max launched. So that's always fun. Disney Plus. Disney Plus launched last year, but yes, lots of Disney Plus. I mean, November cool last year. So yeah, it's getting on it, gotten on its feet mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got all kind of cool stuff to talk about. So, uh, but you watched anything good lately? Uh, well, yeah, I, I totally binged watched through um, Cobra Kai and enjoyed every stinking minute of it. Um, See, we we haven't started season three yet, so yeah. Well, you'll you should enjoy it if you enjoyed the others. Um, I'm I'm impressed with the magic they've kept up, and uh, I, it's. It's nostalgia fan service. It's not a very deep show. And um, I think that's, that's good. Uh, but there, it does say some, the, the points that it makes are pretty good, um, but not heavy handed. And I kind of, I like that where everybody is uh, not trying to say something profound sometimes. Sometimes it's just let entertainment be entertainment and don't overthink it or don't think you're bigger for your bridges. Yeah. And speaking of entertainment being entertainment, we, me and the wife watched a cool movie from 2020 today. It's called Love and Monsters. Um, and it's, it's, it's fairly kid-friendly. There's a few S words here and there, but uh, it's just about, it's very, it's like a post-apocalyptic thing, but it's a fun, just entertaining action comedy kind of thing. Okay. But, it's, it, and it's definitely a, a boy and his dog kind of story. So definitely like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's what I watched re most recently. Yeah. So one of the things I've been kind of wondering about um, with all these uh, streaming services and of course, every, everything having to come out on streaming and, you know, with HBO Max is, uh, did I say that right? HBO Max, right? Yep. Yeah. They're all their announcements to, to do all the, um, you know, all the new, was it Warner films? Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So Warner, Warner, AT&T, Time Warner owns HBO and Warner Brothers. And so it's like Warner Media or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, home box office makes sense. Uh, now they're really, really kind of living up to that name, but you know, really leaning the, into it. Yeah. Yeah. With, with that, um, it's kind of interesting to see how, how things are changing and, um, really, I think we got so used to Netflix and it 
kind of just became a thing that I think we took for granted. And now everybody's getting in on the streaming services. You know, we've got Peacock having launched and everything, which I haven't looked into um, myself. I, with I have Peacock because they have rights to like half of the premier English Premier League soccer games, which I'm a huge fan of. So I had to like just lean into it. And I knew it was getting the office. So my wife is an office fiend. Me too. But so, I mean, there's some other good stuff on there too that, but the thing that killed me is I tried to watch a movie on it and it had commercial breaks. I was like, what the hell am I paying for? Yeah. Um, and that, that can be an issue. And I think that's, that's one of the things that uh, it will keep, I think Netflix around. Um, Prime is pretty good with, with no, no commercial breaks, I think. Huh? And, oh yeah. Um, they just, before they just kind of yeah, advertise the, the, their other shows or whatever. Right. That's cool. I'm cool with it, that. It, confu it confused my daughter a few times. Uh, she's gotten used to it when you, you're putting on like uh, Daniel Tiger or whatever. And she goes, Oh uh, no, this is not the show. This is not it. This is not it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, just wait. You'll be fine. It's called a preview, honey. Yeah. Wait till you go to the movie theater. You'll sit through eight of them. Yeah. If but, um, we ever go I back to the movie theater. Disney Plus is is quality as far as content is concerned and with their recent announcement I mean kind of almost just floored at what they want to produce um, and you know it's going to be pretty darn high production value and uh, uh, yeah I mean know. did you see like the behind the scenes stuff for the Cassian the Cassian Andor no show? I haven't I haven't like, watched they did like yet. a sizzle reel and it's like this looks like top-notch Star Wars. While The Mandalorian was for the second season, the first season, I feel like some of the special effects kind of were like wonky or whatever, but, and not up to well, Star Wars par from, in my opinion, but they really, they really ramped things up for the second season. And I feel like that's a good segue to talk about season two of The Mandalorian. It was so boss. Right. I've been a, I'm a Star Wars fan. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you see all of my things on the wall. There's a Boba Fett shrine right here. So I love Star Wars and I love Boba Fett and the Mandalorian lore and all that. And I've been a fairly big uh, critic or cynic, if you will, uh, about some, the very formulaic episodes of the Mandalorian. And season one was formulaic and so was season two until it really got into the meat of the story. And then it was just like, floor me, like t just keep giving this to me. I love it so much. I think, I think one of the things they did with Mandalorian season two was almost a fake out of, hey, yeah, it's gonna be the same sort of thing. And it's gonna be like, uh, it, it, is, it is a space Western, no doubt about it. Um, but it's going to follow this uh, Kung Fu narrative, um, you know, the, the legend, you know, Kung Fu with David Carradine, where he, it's basically he's searching for his brother. He's still searching for his brother every single episode. And you're like, OK, is it going to be like he's searching for a Jedi for like 10 seasons to, to find, you know, a home for the, the yeah. baby Yoda? Um, I thought the child. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it's super here, this person might know something and then he finds this person and they're like, oh, I know something, but you can't have this information until you help me. And then he's like, okay. And then he helps them and he's all heroic. Yay, Mandalorian, Mando, cool. And right. then you're like, 
all right, off to this next place, same thing. Yeah, like, and they did, but they then did you the find fake the, out. They did the fake right. out. It's like playing, it's like playing a video game, really. Um, and it kind of reminded me a, a little bit nice. of like a, the Breath of Fire series. And, and it's like, okay, you got to do this. But before I can do this, you got to do this. And then you got to do that. You know, it's like a chain of, of side quests. Um, I mean, it's but some of the Star Wars. Some of the stuff on there, um, like the um, the basically it's a, it's a train fight. It, it reminded me of the um, the video game uh, Shadows of the Empire, where you're Dash Rendar on top of the train, mm -hmm. and you gotta. I think the end of that the boss fight's at IG eighty yeah. eight, um, and it, but you're just like, mm, okay, this is so video game. You've like been watching the video games. You this this would make a great video game. Um, yeah, I feel like. The first season was very like action figurey, like that's that was very set piece where you're like, this is a something I would play out with my eight Star Wars action figures, and we probably mm -hmm. did. Um, and second season was super video gamey, so um, yeah, Mando, but it ended the way it ended. Yeah, Bro. I mean, and and you know, you can talk about spoilers, no spoilers, spoiler warning. Spoiler um, warning, spoiler warning, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler warning. Every time we talk about any show, just understand that we're going to spoil it because whatever. And I, I don't usually care about them personally. I know a lot of people do. Um, so, you know. I mean, if you had fucking, sorry, Luke Skywalker <laughs> spoiled for you, I am so sorry. But Jamie, you know you would care if somebody was like, "Dude, I watched it early, and uh, Luke fucking Skywalker shows up." You'd be pissed. No, not pissed. I'd be a little bit disappointed, but uh, not not in what I discovered, but not having had that moment. But you know, I'm okay. I, I, I'm not that keen on all the having to be surprised about everything, uh, but that one that was definitely a real surprise and i really i i sat there and i thought that my expectations were about to be subverted because i don't i am not a fan of the sequel trilogy and ian is and that's you know one of our points of contention about star wars um i mean but you're, you're I, I you, know, like you have them. your criticisms you have yeah, your criticisms. i like the sequel trilogy fine it's fine but as more things start to surface, I do kind of like, oh man, I wish we got that. Oh man, I wish we got that. And I, sure. I just, but I do want to just be like, take a step back and like, all right, well, let's see what they're going to do with this. And it is the worst Star Wars trilogy. I mean, story-wise, I think the prequels are the worst acted, but. Right. Okay. That's and that's fair. Um, my, my, the point I was going to make though is like, I came to the point that I don't trust Star Wars anymore and I came to actually was coming to that with the prequels because oh, yeah. I, I didn't everybody like, did <laughs> yeah yeah but like I really I liked the Phantom Menace because I was you know what 12 when it came out um so yeah, it was 10 you know lacking lacking in taste um but you know i didn't like attack of the clones very much and i really i know a lot of people like revenge of the sith and say it saved the the trilogy for them and i wasn't a big fan i liked some of the scenes i think it was good but i felt like it it did and, it, and even looking back at return of the jedi it's like going hmm there's something missing about this that you know nostalgia has covered up 
Um, so that's it, a separate conversation. Sure. Separate think, podcast episode. We can I, get into I Star think Wars we debates. Totally need to have like Star Wars debate part one. Um, right. Episode one. An, <laughs> yeah. False hope. No. Um, the but anyway. So I've been burned enough by Star Wars that I didn't trust that I was going to get the excitement of, oh, there's an X-Wing. And then, you know, it's like, I'm biting my, my lip. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm like, is it, is it really? He's wearing a glove. It's a green lightsaber. Is it really him? Like, please, let it, how are they doing this? You know, and that's, I mean, that's, I'm sitting there doing that going, instead of just going, every minute of it going yes 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 about time i'm i'm going oh please don't don't hurt me don't hurt right. me and i'm so wounded by you i feel you know like i know a but lover. Yeah. some of the disney stuff has been been good i mean you like you really really like rogue one no i i do enjoy it on, on re-watching it a few times it doesn't have as much charm as i felt like the first time but um, one of the things I really like about Rogue One is the lack of the Jedi versus the Sith drama, which I've always been a fan of the Rebels versus the Empire, because I thought that there was a lot more story to tell mm. that got left out in favor of, you know, Chosen One stuff, and um, which, you know, it's always been rather tropey, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, can we, can we get some other things going? But I think that's why I was so always so intrigued with Shadows of the Empire. But it's not only, yeah. not only did you have this sort of, the, you had everything really. You had, because it was multi-media story. You had a book, you had right. a video game, you had comic books, you had, you had a soundtrack that like, I don't know, but, but it was the criminal underworld. It was the empire versus mm -hmm. the, uh, the Reb rebellion. It was Jedi versus Sith, and you That's had all bounty, that cool bounty stuff. Bounty hunters, yeah. bounty hunters. Yeah. Well, the the original expanded universe stuff. I I really got upset when they Disney decided to make all that the quote unquote legends canon, because there was a lot of stuff in there that didn't need to be made legends, um, and I, I felt like it was kind of sad to see it go. Uh, one of my favorites was the X Wing series. Um, for the same reason I liked Rogue One. It's like, this is a great story. And I really hope that the uh, the Rogue Squadron film uh, is going to kind of get, pay some homage to that, uh, to that I'm, line of stories. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it exactly, but. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do now with, I feel like with these new creative leads um, taking over, but in this sort of new story storytelling format with the television series or limited series, whatever you want to call it. Cause let's face it, Cassie and Andor can't last forever because he dies. Yeah. Right. right. So uh, it's just, it's just super interesting what's coming down the pipeline there. And well, I, I, I can't, like it, I can't wait for it. So I feel like it's being innovative and that's kind of what star Wars had been about. Uh, from the get-go is trying new things and being innovative. And I think even with um, as much criticism as George Lucas gets for the, the prequel trilogy, I think he really did try to to do some innovation on that and some of it fell flat. And, you know, he, he didn't like the criticism he got for 
you know, experimenting and trying to be innovative. But um, sometimes I think people always think innovation means doing something new, but sometimes it means going to look at the way things had been done previously and maybe doing it better, like mm -hmm. practical effects. Which I think Force Awakens did very well with. Yes, you know, and, and my, my qualms with the sequel trilogy has nothing to do with special effects. The special effects in the sequel trilogy are top notch. My qualms are plot, characterization, you know, See, I thought they're nonsense, I thought, but no, it's look, I thought Force Awakens was a good setup film for what they were going to do, and then they, I think they just kind of screwed the pooch. Let's move on from Star Wars and see what else is. Well, one thing I want to talk about, though, with Star Wars, since we were on The Mandalorian, is the, the way these streaming platforms are releasing. Right. Um, so Disney Plus is doing the, um, the one-a-week thing, and, uh, you know, I talked about Cobra Kai, Netflix dropped the whole season three of Cobra Kai. Um, and like uh, Josh, who's been on with us uh, for Saving Private Ryan, he binged watched it in like a matter of hours. And, and short uh, episodes. They, they are fairly short episodes. And like, I knew I needed to watch it so we could talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I watched it and like, I just got, I got hooked and I was binge watching it. I stayed up later than I probably should have. And then the watching Disney plus uh, Mandalorian and we were looking at um, WandaVision, the preview for WandaVision coming out and, um, and Sarah is, my wife is real excited um, for that one to come out. She's like, Oh, that's, is that going to be another week to week thing? And so we're kind of looking at it and we're going like, which is better and more fun to have it all drop at once so you can binge it or making it week to week so you can sit and digest each episode and enjoy it more and or talk about it more see what i think about this is i think it it is completely should be up to the creators and i think if you make it for netflix you are going to design a show to to be the binge style show but hbo max does week to week too depending on I mean, because a lot, if it's an HBO Max exclusive, they kind of release it however they want. Because one of the things we watched that came out this year is The Flight Attendant. And it's like they released three episodes. And then they released two, and then two, and then the season finale. Each that week. makes sense. So, but I feel like some, of the, some shows need a three-episode test. Like, most people are like, mm -hmm. just, oh, I'm like, okay, well, you, my favorite show of all time is The Wire. But give it, give it three episodes. Like every show deserves three episodes. If you're not, if you're not hooked by three episodes, then you let it go. But that makes sense. I hadn't actually thought of it that way because if you're dealing with, uh, say, new properties or an original story, say for instance, Stranger Things, if you had to wait a week to see the second episode of Stranger Things after watching the first you might lose audience, oh, a lot right, more audience than if you could just binge watch through it at your leisure. Um, because, but as opposed to say a lot of the Disney properties like Marvel and Star Wars, where those people are already hooked on the MCU. People are already hooked on Star Wars and they have been for ages, decades um, right. and generations. So there's no real worry 
about losing your audience. People are going to come and watch your show if you put one out week to week. But also, I think it works in their favor because week to week allows the buzz to last longer in my in my mind because you know like it, it granted it's not really fair to compare the karate kid franchise versus star wars but people are going to talk about mandalorian for the whole nine weeks that it's out and then with that season finale they're going to talk about that for a few weeks more whereas cobra kai you can watch it in a couple days binging it not being unreasonable with your binging um and you know you're going to talk about it for a week or two and you might you know hash brown you know whatever (laughs) you keep you got it you keep your your, your i understood that reference (laughs) (laughs) you keep your hash brown thing going on but then you know that that'll that'll fade away too but um i don't know so the boys was released uh, season two was released on Amazon Prime this year, mm-hmm. and they released three episodes, and then they went one a week okay. after the after their three episode premiere, and there was huge backlash against the people uh, against the creators for choosing this, and they told they told Amazon's like, look, we want to go week to week. This is a story choice. This is how we want to do it. We want people to stew on what what they just watched. Mm-hmm. and and keep the buzz going like you said and uh fans so many people were not happy and i get it the people want binge cultures for is real and then when they want they want to devour the content and that's part of the netflix's problem is they produce so much content and they drop it all at once but because they have to to keep their subscribers if they're going to drop drop their entire season of their new hit show whatever it may be and then they're like okay we dropped season two umbrella academy and they're like we watched it all now what yeah and i think that that's that's a problem and i i fear that that could eventually push for lesser content Mm -hmm. you know less quality content and that that is uh that could could be a problem but then you have you also have to compete with the likes of uh, Disney Plus, where they're going to be putting out basically theatrical level TV shows, and HBO Max, who's you know going to be doing similar things. I feel like so. I mean, I don't know. It depends on on how you know how much the the uh, movie theater culture is basically locked down in part, but I'm, we're really dealing with TV shows. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, the streaming is still a really young sort of way to consume content. And right. I, I'm, I don't know that there's any necessarily one way to do it, but mm-hmm. I, I think that it's more, I feel like it's more fun for the week to week thing. And if I want to binge watch it all, then I'll just wait until I'm a, I'm a fairly patient person. Really. I'm a procrastinator so I can procrastinate watching a show. Um, But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get why people would, would be upset about, you know, (laughs) not getting to binge watch their show. It's like, yeah. Well, people want what they want when they want it. And yeah, that, and that's and, I mean, and then Netflix has created this sort of culture that that's how we get this content. And 
Amazon does it too. And season one of the boys was all at once. Mm-hmm. And so when season two said we're going week to week, obviously, I mean, you're going to have some people that are like, yeah, I mean, you, you are. Base. And, and a lot of them are going to, you know, you have a, a strong vocal minority and anybody can say something on a, a tweet social hole. media. Yeah, yeah, you can get it. You can get a Twitter mob going for anything. And the problem with it is, is that people listen to it, um, and or they put too much heed. They pay too much heed to it. Right. Um, and really, it it. I, I agree with your your concept of letting the artists make their decisions. Also, you know, letting the the people who are fronting the money, your investors, make some decisions too. Um, you know, your producers and such. So. Um, as a as a you know writer both of us working on on books like you know fictional stories it's mm-hmm. like you want to tell your stories the way you want to tell them and you know you put chapter breaks in there for a reason and um you know because maybe you, you want the reader to say okay well i'm going to stop for a minute and digest, digest what i just what i just read that's mm-hmm. how i use my chapter breaks so it's the same kind of kind of thing with the end of an episode so see yeah i feel like that's how you know reading you know beta reading some of your stuff uh, uh, people reading mine i feel like i put chapter breaks in there not to sort of like let you digest but also to keep going like my book is almost sort of based on this binge society where you want to keep keep diver keep devouring your story your yours is more like Okay, well, if this was on Hulu, this is where they'd throw in a commercial break. <laughs> you know? Great. I pay for no commercials, damn it. Uh, yeah. Did you watch The Queen's Gambit? No, I haven't watched it yet. Um, we were looking for something a little more mindless and thrillery um, to, to watch. Uh, so we up, we've been watching, uh, and it's just been one of those things we've had on, other than... Um, once upon a time on Disney plus, which, uh, our son likes. Um, but he, uh, we, we've been watching the zoo, which, uh, it's, it's a pre-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic kind of show where the animals are somehow being turned to cooperate with each other against humanity. So Planet and, of the Apes, but for all animals. Uh, it's not even as good as that as a premise. Like it's so it stretches my suspension of disbelief to such a level. It's just it's fun, you know, Sarah. It's it's a show that Sarah can go to sleep to and I don't have to pay enough attention to so I can write <laughs> in gotcha. bed. So um whereas like a show like The Queen's Game, and I've heard so many good things that I I would actually want to pay attention to it and i think so would she so it's just that's that's kind of what, what's going on with that right now so the um, queen's gambit there were a couple of really good limited series that came out this year the queen's gambit being one of them and that's another kind of format you can go for i think that is i think the prime uh way to tell a story right Right, you know, it's self-contained like a movie, but it it lets you flesh out these characters so much more than a movie can, and so much. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's not. There's no filler like television series can have, and uh, the Queen's Gambit is 
a prime example of a outstanding limited series and whether whether or not they're going to do a season two because like everyone's response was like basically is like i don't know anything about chess but i am loving this and yeah no i really do a great job i read that the um i can't remember what website it was but people doing you know signing up for online chess um Mm -hmm. i mean it skyrocketed after the show came out and that's that's good i i've i've been playing chess since i was what probably 10 or so eight maybe i don't know and it's like i'm not very good but no i mean i know how it works it's a good game to think i I beat grandpa one time and i don't know if he just let me win (laughs) or if he had to point out like oh i made a bonehead move um but you know it's it's that kind of game it's it's something that it's different every time you play it um but so, so hold on the hbo max actually released several limited series that i watched um the outsider which is a stephen king book okay that came out and it was like a kind of set yourself up for this murder mystery and this sort of false accusation thing. And then uh, it definitely twists and turns into this very uh, weird Stephen Kingness of, you know, supernatural kind of thing, but very, very good, uh, good limited series. <laughs> and then, uh, a little art bag here. love life which is kind of this uh anna kendrick art bag the wee beastie uh like love life came out for hbo max which was this anna kendrick led uh anthology you know not anthology that's not the right word wait 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 what was this love life on hbo max oh no it's just about like her you know adventures and dating in, uh, as an adult which is it was good and then there was huh? another show that came out this year sarah and i watched it it had it was like all these almost vignette like single stories and i can't remember it was about love it was all these modern love modern love. modern love on uh prime was it on prime mm-hmm. okay and it was like yeah, had that's it, a was it, in hathaway and um i can't remember it He's a, he's a British Indian actor and is uh, Dev Patel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked his story. Like they were all these separate stories, and I thought right. that I was I was gonna not kind of like it um, going in. I mean, I like I like. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list for sure. It's it was really good. We got hooked, and then when I found out that it's not like the same, wasn't following the same characters, I was like. Oh man, I'm not gonna like yeah, this. I get, I got, I, I, like I got hooked again. It's like watching the a pilot of a series, um, over and over again, and you're like, oh man, I'm hooked. And it's like I like these characters, and then you want to get to know them better, right? And it, it was, but it's like a short story, like it know. was. They were like a bunch of short stories, and then like at the end, you, you know, you have some sort of denouement that really, that really works well, um, and and kind of gives it a a a unif a unifying feeling that you you felt good about it all like you didn't feel like you were missing something right um, uh, so yeah that that's one i definitely uh, recommend um did the witcher come out this year because that's really good but and uh, i have not seen it and i'm you know i like fantasy now is the witcher actually based on a book 
that it's was, a book. That, it's a book series okay. by okay. I think he's Swedish, a Swedish author. Okay, and Swiss. I, I, I think he's it, Swedish though. Yeah, it sounds more more Scandinavian than Swiss. Um, the but I knew it was a video game. Right? Well, the video game is based on the book series. Okay, I didn't know if it was like right. which anyway. which chicken laid what egg right. um, on that one. And uh, you know, it's like I'm always leery of fantasy, but I love fantasy. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I'm always like, hmm, is this going to be one I enjoy or one that I go too tropey, like too silly, you know, that kind of thing. No, it's definitely not silly. I mean, but um, limited series, another two other ones that HBO Max put out were The Undoing, which is kind of the, the same, it's based off a book, the same author who did, um, crap, I can't, another thing for HBO, but that's with uh, Hugh Grant and uh, uh, Nicole Kidman as mm. the leads, sort of this murder mystery, who done it kind of thing. Ah, is very very crazy and emotionally charged. And then uh, the flight attendant, which I mentioned earlier with Kaylee Cuoco, based on a book. Uh, she actually bought the rights to this author's book to make a television series before it was released, and uh, she they did it, and it was awesome. And it's very sort of thrilling i can't think of the like 70s vibe spy kind of stuff but it's it's modern but they're gonna go in a season two so not really a limited series anymore because i guess it was received so well well you can i mean have a limited series that goes on for multiple seasons it's just you know when when you when you get beyond three i would say you're you're a regular series but also maybe depends on how many episodes is in a season two. Right. So is it, is it that a season is basically a season because you would otherwise want a four hour movie and your next, your next season is your sequel. Right. And that would be like a four hour movie, which I'm all for because you get more characterization and you get more things in. So I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. But what are your two, Top two favorite th- things you watched this year that came out in 2020, this past year, sorry. TV shows included? Yeah. A Mandalorian season finale um, was at, was definitely uh, my top, top one. Um, going back through the whole year, I mean, I re- it's really hard uh, right. to say. Recency um, bias and all. Yeah, there's there's some some recency bias. That's cool. I'm I'm down with that. But um, Cobra Kai season three. I mean, I just I love that it. released on in 2021, dude. Okay, fine. Then it's Cobra Kai season two. <laughs> when I got to watch season one and season two on Netflix. So all right, yeah. Because so, no, uh, let's be face it. Nobody watched it on YouTube. I did watch like the first couple episodes that they had like for free and they were like okay you can buy uh youtube red or whatever it was at the time you know oh youtube gosh. plus or premium i don't know what it is and i was like i i i can't i'm i might i might do it i might do it to trial and then just binge this and then cancel and i didn't even do that like yeah but i i was close but um yeah that i mean i love it that that show is fun it doesn't 
for it's a karate show. I was going to say it doesn't pull any punches. It, it makes fun of stuff that it makes fun of stuff that needs to be made fun of in some way, but it, it doesn't do it in, in a wholly mean spirited fashion. It just, it's poking fun. It's comedy and it, it is kind of a misspent longing for old days. It doesn't romanticize these old times. Like it's like you, you need to pick up and, and move along. Right. But it doesn't, it, it critique, criticizes some of the, the things that, that could be criticized today. Yeah, but who knew you could make Johnny freaking Lawrence from The Karate Kid one of the most likable characters Quiet. on the show. Quiet! <laughs> but let's be honest, Karate Kid 2 really like, you really sympathize with him after you have see his run in and they kind of go through it in season two of Cobra Kai. Yeah. With his run in with his old coach after he loses to uh, whatever his name is, Daniel Sun. Hmm. Um Danny LaRusso. Yeah. Danny, so, Danny, Danny LaRusso, yeah. Yeah, those those are my favorites. I mean, I think think probably what well, what was like the worst thing that came out in twenty twenty? the worst i mean there's tons of bad stuff the the biggest disappointment the biggest letdown for me was tenet the new christopher nolan film okay that he basically forced into theaters he forced warner brothers to release in theaters and it bombed and now they're releasing all their stuff on hbo max and in theaters which seemed to do well for them for wonder woman 84 which is also not i wouldn't say a disappointment but it wasn't as good as it could have been yeah I, I i did not watch it but i did hear from a lot of different people that not that it was horrible but just that they were disappointed right and and, so. and i mean when you're when your film is this good you're you're at wonder wonder woman one and then you're at iron man one your film is this good I would put them on par with each other. And then you go, here's Iron Man 2. And then here's 1984. You're way down. You, It's a fairly, fairly good comparison because Iron Man is an excellent film and then Iron Man 2 is dreadful and painful to sit through and boring. And 84 kind of... I've rewatched it recently. It's not that painful to sit through. Okay. Uh, but... but it, this is my this is my take. So let me let me have it. So in '84, while it has some really cool moments, it also it's kind of it kind of drags on. And and so being disappointed is is one thing. Saying that it's the worst movie or whatever is kind of a stretch. But oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but also with the the reviews, I felt no compunction to spend my time See, on it right so, now I know. No, i'm going to find i'm going to watch it eventually but no not, i'm not talking about critics reviews because i actually pay very little heed to critics right i'm talking about people who i kind of respect their general opinions or at least as far as i'm interested in what they think about having watched a movie um i'm gonna you know if it's like if i hadn't seen the 
the season finale of Mandalorian and I found out that it was something that was so awe-inspiring and I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to hurry up and go see that. Right. Which, okay. Um, it was kind of like why I went out and watched Cobra Kai because I kept hearing like such awesome things about it and I was kind of delaying. I have to, I, I don't go out and just jump on a movie on opening night. That's never been me. Or it's rarely been but me. But now you can Lord of the Rings. house. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I've got things to do. I've got kids to take care of. And also like, you know, that's one I could watch with the kids. So it's, it's. Oh, for sure. It's definitely you know, more, even more kid friendly than, you know, most of the, her previous entry. Well, good. So when I asked you what your two favorite things were after you finished, you were supposed to ask me what my two favorite things were. So well, I'll I don't just know. Go ahead. You just, you just, you'd already gone into some litany of all the different shows that had come on in little reviews. So I didn't figure. Uh, well, my I didn't talk about my two favorite things that came out in 2020. Uh, my well, at least my two television picks. Uh, the season, uh, the final season of Dark on Netflix, which was this very um, dark. That's a time German travel, show, isn't it? Well, it's a Netflix show, but it, it, it it's it's Netflix's first foreign. Uh, production, I guess you would say. Yeah, it is German. So if you don't like subtitles, not for you, I guess. Or you can watch it with dubs, which is, don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's a dark time travel show that's set in a small town in Germany. The season, the final season of it was Chef's Kiss. Perfect way to go out on a, one of, I think, what is the best show quality storytelling Netflix has to offer. Um, and then late last year, or 2019, a show on HBO came out starring Zendaya called Euphoria, and I enjoyed that a lot. But because of COVID, their season two production didn't get to go off like they wanted it. And they did these very small productions of, um, they did two episodes, one released last year, which is was just based, just based around Zendaya's character and uh it's just literally her she's battling drug addiction and all this stuff in the show but it's just her the whole episode that they released uh, which is called trouble don't last always it's just her and her little a her aa sponsor who's this older gentleman who's they just sitting in a diner on christmas eve and talking about life and it's literally the best thing i've ever seen the cinematography is on point. Not ever seen, but seen this year. Like, I could watch them for three hours just sit there and hash out all the ins and outs of drug addiction and uh, is there a higher power and, uh, you know, what belief in God has done for this guy and, you know, this guy struggled with his kids and his failed marriage and what drug addiction has done to him. And it's just like the entire time you watch her, like these – her acting is so on point too. She's putting these things together as he's talking about them. And you're like, oh my God, I feel the gut punch that she feels, this character feels. And it's just, and the guy who made the show is just like a cinematography genius, apparently, because the entire first season was great that way in that, in that regard too. But I'm going to ramble on. I could talk about it for a long time, but yeah, that was the best thing I saw in 2020. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So... What else have we got going on in, in 2021? Let's, let's 2021. Well, 
our next episode, our season one or season two opener, we're going to draft with just me and you. Mm-hmm. We're going to draft top five Tom Hanks movies. That'll be good. Yeah, uh, Tom Hanks was probably notably the first celebrity to come out and say that he had con- he and his wife contracted COVID nineteen, which is. Uh, while he was filming something in Australia, I believe. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do top five Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, we just actually rewatched. Um, well, it was the first watch for uh, our eight-year-old son. And uh, <laughs> he, it was big. Oh, okay. Um, he really Classic. he really got a kick out of it. Although there was, because I was like, oh, it's PG, it's Disney Plus, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And there's like the scene where like she's, basically trying to to have sex with him <laughs> my wife looks at me we're watching it with our in-laws and our son and she goes what is happening you fast forward it now <laughs> like he's got he like touches her boob over the bra or something and we're just like it says pg i'm like going secretly in my mind i'm going i think when this was made there was no pg-13 <laughs> maybe uh but yeah, don't ever watch. Like we've talked about it, sixteen candles is is PG, and there's a shower yeah. scene with full frontal female nudity in it. I'm yeah. like, what the hell? How is this PG? But this was on Disney Plus, so I just right. Yeah, I got, it. I got it. That it was I. Um, and I mean, yeah, and it, it wasn't bad. Like it, right. it was just like turn away while I fast forward this, and he knows. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it, it's fine. It, it was just one of those things. I'm going like. Oh, no. Spoiler alert, um, what my top one, my first pick on Tom Hanks movie is going to be. We talked about it already multiple times. And then it's going to be retired. Unless yeah. I get first pick, because, you know, I could get first pick. Yeah, whatever. Um, you. Following that, we're going to do a top five movie weapons draft. The iconic weapons of film. Going to get a little... uh. PP7 action from James Bond. <laughs> and then we're going to do top five Arnold movies. Top five Arnold Schwarzenegger movie draft. That is going to be a fun one. That should be very enjoyable. You know what? We should, we should switch it to top five Arnold one-liners. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Stick around. <laughs> uh, no, I... I it's um oh well maybe that might be a fun one to do but that there's a a video going on i sent it to you you have to you have to dig it out of the stuff you've ignored from me um it's arnold's abcs and so it's it's one his one-liners a to z it's very good (laughs) oh i definitely need to watch that it is very good um so if you haven't seen that yet uh y'all y'all gotta go look it up um what else what else we got we're we Got some possible spinoff action happening as well, right? Yeah, you uh, you want me to go first? I want to have people on to talk about their childhood and adolescence and coming of age. And with that, talk about a coming of age film, which me and a guest, I mean, that's, uh, I've had quite a, a few childhood experiences, teenage experiences that are, fun to talk about so and he was he was 
he was way more rebellious than me. So he's got a lot right. of fun stuff. Uh, my, my, I have, I have some things, but you know, that's why I think I always I had a more interesting childhood, like before I got to middle school, like, cause I hung out with older kids. So right. I was exposed to a lot of stuff between the ages of like eight and 11. And then, you know, middle school comes and then I, I go, okay, well I need to be cool now. So I had a lot less fun. Right. Um, meanwhile, I'm like building flamethrowers and out of a super soaker. Now, I did show you how to how to <laughs> hold a lighter with I think I can't remember was it bug spray or like spray. Oh yeah, was yeah. Something like lots of fire <laughs> involved in our childhood. Yeah, I did. I um, a bit of a and what what you kind of got for your little um, spin off? So I'm I'm going with a a uh, James Splains. That's that's going to be my. Uh, spinoff and so it's just going to talk about different topics as it relates to movies and TV and um, just delving into whatever topics uh, I feel like I know enough about to address and maybe hit a hit a few things um, hopefully trying to do more um, of a segmented show because um, uh, my son wants to come on and share some of his opinions about certain things um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little um, father son stuff uh, with oh, that. That's cool. And uh, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. So the, his first thing he wants to talk about, and he's been bugging me to do it, and uh, that's gonna be Pirates of the Caribbean. So we're gonna be talking about uh, that and why that's fun and um, the kind of uh, maybe some of the adventure tropes that uh, and why they appeal to audience. At that's class. awesome. I did not know you were getting your. Uh your son involved and i'm kind of jealous um i'm sure he'd come on with you too right uh, i tell him some crazy stories and give him some terrible ideas okay no no maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> um this wasn't on the agenda but uh what are you excited for coming in 2021 um well i mean with disney's stuff uh all the stuff coming to disney plus as far as movies uh, and and such like that um you know I, I that's one of the things i think is is really good i think um i think productions have resumed now that they have some better covid protocols for things thanks tom cruise yeah um <laughs> and also and also we have you know vaccines uh and everything so it was kind of like uh we weren't we weren't supposed to be getting back to normal, but I really hope by the summer things are starting to look a little bit more open around so, the country. So that's that's my big that's my Marvel big and Star thing. Wars. I mean, you know, I I like the popular movies. There's nothing really out there that I know about right now that's coming down. I don't know when the the um, Lord of the Rings series is planning to get released. I think that's 2022. But I don't really remember. I think we're There's getting Wheel of Time. Amazon's doing Wheel of Time first, and then we're getting Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, um, so two fantasy know, book series, popular fantasy book series, coming back to back. Right, and I, I, and that's one of the things I'm I'm going to do a little bit of speculation on uh, on my little spinoff with Lord of the Rings because I'm I'm really hoping they don't go Game of Thronesy with it. Um, that's you know, it's one of those things that's got kind of timeless. You know, the the. You don't want a Baron and Luthien love scene. Yeah, no, that's not okay. 
I don't even but, know if that's I mean, in the same time period they're going for or not. But no, I think that's more first age, and they're going more second age, like the follow Numenor. But I really don't know what they're going to do with it, and I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust them with it. But you don't trust Prime. Nope. I, everything I watch on Prime, I'm like, that was good. Jack Ryan, I watched that. Jack Ryan uh, was good. Hannah, I watched that. Um, um, that was good. The, bo- the boys, the, love it. Well, yeah. see, the thing is, is that the boys, I don't want them to do something raunchy with Lord of the Rings. Well, the boys' source material is very raunchy. I didn't know that it had source material. But oh, the thing is, is it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a comic that's the book. Kind, that's the kind of thing it's supposed to be. And I get that, and I'm okay with that. That's whatever. Um, it's not a beloved, cherished, classic uh and and you know created mythology of of Tolkien's, so I, I don't know it 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 does concern me, um, and I'm a total Tolkien fanboy. I think that there were some things he could have done differently, maybe a little bit better or worse or whatever. But he did everything with a purpose. So I don't know. I don't know how good it's going to be. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how you can put some of his mythologically told style tales into a good narrative so i mean well a television series is definitely the place to do it if you want to if you want to do it um maybe but i think i'm on the opposite spectrum i'm i well i am excited for everything that disney plus is doing uh i'm i'm going to hbo max camp not only are they doing a lot of cool stuff television series that i'm interested in but they're releasing all their movies uh, on HBO Max the same day, which seems cool. Like I, I am on that in the camp of yes, do this because this is the future we're looking at. Um, so that means first off, we're getting the director's cut of Justice League, which is like eighty percent of what we saw in the theater. We, uh, I mean, we only saw twenty percent in the theater of what original director Zack Snyder filmed so like 80 percent of never before seen stuff wow. a four-hour cut um I'm all for it uh and then we're getting Dune yeah and, and we're getting Godzilla versus Kong um oh getting, that's I, I'm I am looking forward to that I didn't know that was coming out this year yeah and there's a lot of stuff that's uh and I think Lin-Manuel Miranda's new musical I forget the name of it um it's the same dude who plays uh, the main character, not the main, uh, his son in Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Loren. Lorenz, maybe. I don't know. John, no, his, the character is John Lawrence and then um, Philip, uh, Philip yeah. Hamilton. Same, but same, same I actor. Can't, I can't remember the actors. He's also in, uh, he's also in, what's it called? Uh, A Star is Born. Anyway, Which, so yeah, that's coming. Uh, can't for the life of me think of the name of the dang musical, but there's tons of tons of other stuff coming to HBO Max that I'm super excited about. But first off, yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, which is, you know, as a big fan of Zack Snyder, I'm finally like get to see what his his vision was for this uh, three act Superman thing he's been he's been building toward. Not well, it's very divisive. I enjoy it. So, yeah, well, I mean, you're you're a DC guy, so you- but I don't like. Even like I can go, I can be. D, I can. Let me try to explain it better. Uh, 
I wasn't always just like gung-ho, I love DC comics more than Marvel comics. I mean, I grew up with you and our older brother, Daniel, who are Marvel comic fanboys and X-Men, the animated series, and uh, Spider-Man, the animated series. I was big into Marvel, but I think what Zack Snyder did with Superman and really humanized him and really, uh, and then Batman v Superman and then Wonder Woman, I feel like really got me, dug me into this DC fanboy camp. So to finally, to see his vision kind of like completed or whatever, it really hits me. So, so yeah, just, and I like his directing style is very visual and very pleasing on the eyes, like uh, 300 and Watchmen, Uh, Watchmen being one of my favorite movies. So, and of course, his director's cut is better than the theatrical version. So, I mean, it's, there you go. Whatever. All right. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add in? No, I think it's a probably a good place to start wrapping it up. Yeah. All right. Well, until next season on the Cine Siblings podcast, I'm Ian. And I'm James. And go watch a new movie. Or enjoy an old one. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Cine Siblings Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cine Siblings Pod.